My beloved brethren, today's lessons concerns the question, are you a hungry soul? Hungry for what? Hungry for the words of Yahuwah God. It's a special blessing when the Holy Spirit prompts us to seek Yahuwah God, Yahuwah God's word, and his will for our lives. Thankfully, we have easy access to the Bible, the written word of Yahuwah. So when we are hungry for him, we need to prayerfully turn to his word and develop a disciplined approach to reading the Bible to satisfy the deepest longings of our souls. In spiritual hunger, likewise, we crave food for the spirit, without which we cannot survive. It is true what Yahusha said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of Yahuwah. How do we stay hungry for the word of Yahuwah God? By reading and studying the Bible, we develop a lasting hunger. It's by reading and studying his word that we discover his ways and his character. We can't learn Yahuwah's ways without knowing his word. By reading the Bible every day and soaking in his presence, we develop a lasting hunger for Yahuwah. Many nowadays claim to worship God. But how do we know that the God we are honoring and relating to is the true and living God? Thankfully, he gave us his word to study to get to know him. In the Bible, Yahuwah reveals himself to his people. Remember, I said in the Bible, not in parts of the Bible, but the whole Bible. Because some religious organizations and preachers nowadays only use sections of the Bible to teach their congregation then their members will argue that whatever teaches about, that whoever teaches about the remaining verses is a false preacher because that preacher didn't teach them these verses. So in other words, these verses are not valid. They are not true. But when we make time to read and sincerely study the Bible, it will transform our lives. It will cause us to be more in love with Yahuwah and Yahusha while making us increasingly hungry to know more about them. So this brings us to our first question for today in our lesson. What should we strive to feed and nourish? The answer is found in the book of Proverbs Chapter 27, verse 7. And I quote A satisfied soul loads the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, 
every bitter thing is sweet. What should we strive to feed and nourish? As members of the assembly of Yahusha, we should always strive to feed and nourish our souls. Nourishing our souls means loving ourselves unconditionally and wholeheartedly. Why must we feed and nourish our souls? We must feed and nourish our souls so they will be satisfied instead of hungry. Giving ourselves what we need is not always the easiest thing, but we must nourish our souls to regain all our lost energy for our souls to be satisfied. And what is the advantage of a satisfied soul? The advantage of a satisfied soul is that it will not be tempted, not even by honeycomb or the sweet things in life. Wherever we are at this moment in our life, whether things are going well or amid challenges, we will feel at peace with ourselves. On the other hand, what is the danger of a hungry soul? On the other hand, a hungry soul dangers is that even what is bitter will taste sweet. So, a hungry soul can be tempted easily by harmful things that aren't good for the soul. What can be harmful to the hungry soul? Harmful to the hungry soul equals listening and believing everything you hear without testing whether they are true or false. That is a significant problem for many hungry people today who listen to false preachers who only teach them with cut and paste verses. So they select what verses suits their explanation and use them to confuse and manipulate their listeners, unknowingly causing them to commit idolatry and disobey the commandments of Yahuwah God. How do people try to satisfy the hunger of their souls? To answer this question, we go to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter two, verse one down to three. And I quote, I said to myself, come on, let's try pleasure. Let's look at the good things in life. But I found that this too was meaningless. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to seek pleasure? After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine. And while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. In this way, I tried to experience the only happiness most people find during their brief life in this world. So how do people try to satisfy the hunger of their soul? People try to satisfy the hunger of the soul by pursuing the good things in life, 
everything they see, they want, especially money and material wealth. So why are people so obsessed with pursuing the so-called good things in life? They think they will be satisfied by obtaining these so-called good things. But after they acquire these good things, they realize that these good things are meaningless. What else do people also pursue? Now they are ready again to pursue the next good thing. So people also pursue pleasure and happiness. They say, let's party and get married and have fun. But what will be the outcome of all these pursuits? The outcome of all these pursuits is meaningless and does not fully satisfy the soul. Ultimately, they still end up suffering grief and unhappiness from covetous disease. The more they have, the more they see, the more they want. Why do they want more? They want more because they are never satisfied. They are constantly chasing the subsequent shiny syndrome. What else do some pursue because they think they will satisfy their soul? In the same book of Ecclesiastes chapter 2, but now in verse 4, in verse 8, 10, and 11, it is written, and I quote, I also tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself and by planting beautiful vineyards. I collected great sums of silver and gold, the treasure of many kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers both men and women, and had many beautiful concubines. I had everything a man could desire. Anything I wanted, I will take. I denied myself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labors. But as I look at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless. Like chasing the wind, there was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. What else do some pursue? Because they think they will satisfy their soul. Because they think they will satisfy their souls, some pursue riches, houses, and other material possessions. They built enormous mansions for themselves with beautiful vineyards. But what else do many pursue, hoping it will give them complete satisfaction? Hoping it will satisfy them, many pursue treasures and collect significant sums of silver and gold for their achievement through hard work and labor. 
they acquire everything a man could could desire even an olympic sized living pool swimming pool in their backyard with private planes and exotic cars but what do all these pursuits bring all these pursuits are meaningless meaningless and it's like chasing the wind in reality it brings them nothing worldwide worldwide they are just as bitter as when they have nothing why do these pursuits fail to satisfy our souls fully for the answer we go to the book of acts chapter 17 verse 27 down to 28 god did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us for in him we live and move and have our being as some of your own poets have said we are his offspring why do these pursuits fail to satisfy our souls fully? These pursuits fail to satisfy our souls because the only thing that can fully help and satisfy our soul is Yahuwah God. Why is Yahuwah the only one who can satisfy? our souls yahuwah our god is the only one who can satisfy help and fully satisfy our souls because he created us for himself so that we live move and have our being in him and what's the consequence of living our life apart from yahuwah god the consequence of living apart from Yahuwah God is that it does not matter what we have accumulated as our material possessions or who we are with in this life. This life will not bring complete satisfaction to our souls. Our souls will remain hungry and a hungry soul will have no peace what did yahuwah instill in every human being he created in every human being yahuwah created he instilled a desire to reach out to him and find him only when we find yahuwah our god we should have satisfaction and peace in our souls why do most people not seek yahuwah the answer is found in the book of psalms chapter 73 verse 3 down to 6 and i quote for i envied the proud when i saw them prosper despite their wickedness they seem to live like painless lives they seem to live such painless life their bodies are so healthy and strong they don't have troubles like other people they are not plagued with problems like everyone else 
They wear pride like a jeweler necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. Why do most people not seek Yahuwah? Most people do not seek Yahuwah God because they look and covet all the proud people who prosper despite their wickedness. We have read about, about the experience of a servant of Yahuwah named Asa. Who was Asa? Asa was the one who wrote many songs. And because he was a writer, he also pursued Yahuwah. But what did he experience that almost hindered him from pursuing Yahuwah? His experience of seeing the proud, cruel, and wicked people prosper almost hindered him from pursuing Yahuwah. How did these cruel and wicked people prosper? These cruel and wicked people prospered and they had no worries or troubles and lived healthy, enjoyable life. And because of seeing their prosperity, Asap became envious. But what was the consequence of Asap's enviousness? The consequence of his enviousness was that he started to suffer from covetous disease. The covetous disease is having or showing a strong desire for especially material possessions, an action condemned as a great sin. Covetousness implies inordinate desire, a strong desire to possess worldly things such as a solid wish to have something, especially something that belongs to someone else. Sometimes when we covet the prosperity of wicked people, it will discourage us from seeking Yahuwah. So what must we do to avoid this temptation? To avoid this temptation, we must turn our attention and focus on the words of Yahuwah for us to regain our satisfaction and peace in our souls. Remember that the prosperity of the rich and famous is only temporary. Similarly, similarly to our present suffering, it's all just for a time. We shall seek and long for that what's eternal. And what's eternal? Eternal is a life in Yahuwah's heavenly kingdom, provided through salvation in the holy name of Yahusha HaMashiach. I thank you, my beloved brethren, for listening so far. The remaining part of this lesson will be continued to be brought to you by our beloved brother. Thank you. Shabbat shalom, brothers and sisters in the faith. As human beings, we have two kinds of appetites. We have a physical appetite because we are composed of flesh. We have a body, but we also have what is called a spiritual appetite because in addition to having a body, we also have a soul and we also have a spirit. And so when we compare these two appetites, the appetite for physical things and the appetite for spiritual things, 
one must take priority over the other. And when we study scripture over and over again, what we find is the supremacy of spiritual pursuits. Because what we find in the history of the people of Elohim is that when we place physical pursuits ahead or we make it priority over our spiritual pursuits, our spiritual part of the body is going to die. It's going to perish, leading to death. And so we need to make priority our spiritual pursuits because when we put spirit first, the physical will follow along and be blessed along the way. And so as people of God, let us make our priority to fulfill our spiritual needs and spiritual desire. This is why the question that we pose in this lesson of the worship service is, are you a hungry soul? Are we feeding our soul? Are we pursuing our Father Yahuwah? Now, what causes people to stop or to decrease in their desire and longing for Yahuwah Abba? Let us read the book of Psalms 73, 12 down to 14 and verse 21. That is what the wicked are like. They have plenty and are always getting more. Is it for nothing then that I have kept myself pure and have not committed sin? O oh God, you have made me suffer all day long. Every morning you have punished me. Then I realized that my heart was bitter and I was all torn up inside. Now what we read is the observation of Asaph. We already know about Asaph. He was a servant of Abba. He wrote many songs, so he was thirsty and hungry for the presence of Yehovah. However, he observed two things. And by observing these two things, it disrupted his heart and his mind. What were the two things observed by Asaph? Number one, he saw the prosperity of the wicked. And so he sees that they have no problems, that they're carefree in line, that they're prospering day and night. That's the first observation. What's the second observation? He observes himself. He is devoted to a holy life. He pursued godly living. Yet, what does he experience from time to time? Suffering all day long. Every morning, he says, you have punished me. Beloved brethren, have we also made those two observations? Do we notice when we look at Facebook, social media, we can see all the wicked people frolicking around? pursuing what is ungodly, yet it seems that from what we watch of them, they are happy, they are joyful. And so we begin to ask ourselves, what about me? I pursue what is godly, but I suffer. I go through experiences of pain. And so when these two things happen in the life of a man, what does he begin to think? He begins to doubt. And this is the enemy of our spiritual pursuit. Because when a person doubts, he becomes bitter against our father, Yahuwah. This is why Asaph, when he was observing these things about the human condition, he said to himself, is it for nothing that I kept myself pure? Then he realized that his heart was bitter and he was torn up inside. You see, that's what doubt does. Doubt diminishes our hunger for the spiritual Doubt diminishes our desire to pursue Yehovah Abba. Asaph, a servant of God, experienced doubt. 
We too, from time to time, might go through experiences like that. But what must we do? What did Asaph do when he was going through this experience? Let's read what it says in the book of Psalm 73, 16 to 20. I tried to think this problem through, but it was too difficult for me until I went into your temple. Then I understood what will happen to the wicked. You will put them in slippery places and make them fall to destruction. They are instantly destroyed. They go down to a horrible end. They are like a dream that goes away in the morning. When you rouse yourself, O oh Lord, they disappear. What did Asaph do? That we can also do when we experience doubt that bring bitterness in our hearts. When we experience suffering that causes us to question our father, Yahuwah, what must we do? Asaph said, I tried to think this problem through. You see, the one thing we must never do is to ignore the doubts in our minds. The one thing that we must never do is to ignore the suffering that we face. What did Asaph do? He tried to think this problem through. And so when he made the attempt, to try and solve the issue that was plaguing him. What did he conclude? He said, this is too difficult for me. And so what does he do next? The Bible says he goes to the temple. And when he went to the temple, that is when he was given understanding. Beloved brethren, today, what is the equivalent of going to the temple? It is praying to our father, Yahuwah, to our king, Yahushua. It is to endorse our souls to our creator. It is to go to him with all of our, our doubts and our problems. Are you experiencing any kind of doubt or bitterness in your heart because of what is happening to you? And you compare that with what the people are doing in the world. Why not go to the father and say to the father, father, this is my problem. What do I need to understand? When we make that prayer to the father, Yahuwah, what will he do? He will give us understanding. And the understanding is what will liberate us so that we can continue to pursue spiritual endeavors in our life. Do you know what the understanding was that was given to Asa that he will also give to us? It is the understanding of the eternal perspective. You see, as human beings, we see the events of this earth. We see what is happening in life, and we tend to think that all that there is, it is, is what is happening now. The Bible says we need to see things not from the human perspective. Because if you see things from the human perspective, we're going to be disappointed. But when we shift our perspective and see everything from Yahuwah's perspective, we gain understanding. What is that understanding we will see? The horrible and eternal end for those who sin and act wickedly against our Father Yahuwah. And we will see the blessed, the blessed eternal life for those who are truly godly before Him. This is why having that perspective is so vital for us so that we can always pursue our Father in heaven. What else must we do when we are overtaken by suffering? When we are left almost broken because of the events in this life. Let's read the book of Psalm. We'll shift now to a Psalm of David. 
because like Asaph, David also from time to time experienced doubt. And so in times of doubt, what did he do? Let's read Psalm 63, 1 to 2. Longing for God, O God, you are my God. And I long for you. My whole being desires you. Like a dry, worn out and waterless land, my soul is thirsty for you. Let me see you in the sanctuary. Let me see how mighty and glorious you are. And so what did King David do when he was overwhelmed with the problems of life, making his soul feel weak and hungry? He directed his longings. He directed his hunger and thirst towards his God, Yahuwah. This is what we also need to do. Remember and keep in mind Proverbs 27 and the verses 7. For a hungry soul, what is bitter may seem sweet. In other words, when we are weakened by the problems of life, we begin to long for anything that we think is going to satisfy our need. And so there's a temptation to pursue something other than Yahuwah. Beloved brethren, when our souls are hungry, because of the sufferings in life, we need to direct our desires for Yahuwah. This is why David says, longing for God, you are my God, and I long for you. My whole being desires you. This is what we must do. We must direct our appetite to our Father, Yahuwah, because he's the only one who can truly satisfy the needs of our soul. How will Yahuwah satisfy? The needs of our souls. Let's read the book of Psalms again. Three down to eight. Your constant love is better than life itself. And so I will praise you. I will give you thanks as long as I live. I will raise my hands to you in prayer. My soul will feast and be satisfied. And I will sing glad songs of praise to you. As I lie in bed, I remember you. All night long, I think of you because you have always been my help. In the shadow of your wings, I sing for joy. I cling to you and your hand keeps me safe. Beloved brothers and sisters, when we direct our hunger into the pursuit of Yahuwah, when we cry out to him, Yahuwah, I need you. I want to see you. I want to experience you. What will Yahuwah do to satisfy the needs of our souls? Beloved brethren, he will cause our soul to feast and to be satisfied. Pursuits of what is temporary, pursuits of material things, it will never fully satisfy because it's not eternal. But when we go to Yahuwah and Yahuwah satisfies our soul, that is what we need, especially in our preparation for our salvation. There are three things that David does that we need to do when we go through phases of experiencing our souls becoming hungry. What are they? Number one, the Bible says that we must think and remember Yahuwah all night long. We think of him. This is why it's good practice that we have a collection of our favorite biblical verses. Do you have that as part of your resource? 
something that you can turn to, maybe a list of 20 or more you keep collecting. You have a notebook and you jot down your favorite biblical passages that nourish your soul, that inspire you. And so when you go through difficult times in life and you want to experience being satisfied by Yahuwah, go through those verses. Better yet, memorize those passages. Recite them. Because when we think of Yahuwah Abba, when we think of his virtues, because he is Yahuwah, it begins to nourish our souls. That's number one. What also must we do? David also said that my soul will feast. I will sing glad songs of praise to you. This is important, brothers and sisters. We need to learn to practice praising Yahuwah. And even if we are not gathered together in a special assembly, like what we're doing today, or we have the opportunity to sing hymns to our Father Yahuwah, we can also sing hymns in the privacy of our own homes. Let us practice praising Him verbally, saying, Father, thank you. There's a great power when we mouth the words that we have in our minds. Because when we express the words, even if we're by ourselves, when we sing hymns, it nourishes our soul because it connects us with our Father, Yahuwah. So that's number two. Sing aloud or say aloud praises to our Father. But there's also number three that David said. What is that? In verse eight, David says, I cling to you and your hands keep me safe. In other words, we need to say with conviction that Father, your constant love is better than life itself. And hold on to our Father Yahuwah. In other words, what we need to do is to make a commitment to our Father and say to Him, Father Yahuwah, no matter what happens, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to cling to you. I'm going to hold on to you. You know who the best example is? Of one who clung to the Father, none other than our King, Yahusha Hamashiach himself. On the eve of his crucifixion, what did he do? We know that he prayed to the Father and he said, Father, if it's possible, may this cup of suffering pass for me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. He clung, he held on to the Father. Because there's safety in the Father. We can also declare that to our Father. Father, no matter what happens, you can count on me. I will never let go of you. Because your love, your love is better than life itself. You know, brethren, when we say that to the Father, in the face of persecution in life, in the face of great suffering in life, what will our Father do? Let's read the final passage of our studies today. In the book of Psalms 73, 23 to 26, yet I always stay close to you and you hold me by the hand. You guide me with your instruction and at the end, you will receive me with honor. What else, what else have I in heaven but you? Since I have you, what else could I want on earth? My mind and my body may grow weak, but God, God is my strength. He is all I ever need. Brothers and sisters, what we read to you was the experience of Asaph. 
Yes, he went through difficult times. Yes, he entertained doubts in his mind. It affected his heart. He became bitter, even towards God himself. But when he prayed to the Father, when he held out his hand to him, when he clung to him, what did Yahuwah do? Yahuwah walked beside him. And he held his hand. Beloved brethren, there's no better feeling than to feel the hand of Yahuwah taking hold of our hand and leading us along that dark path. There will be times we will go through a difficult path. There will be times when we are forced to go through times of darkness. What we need to do is to hold out our hand and say to the Father, Father, I cling to you no matter what. Without you, I can do nothing. You are better than life itself. And so, Father, I hold out my hand. Please take hold of it and lead me. Every time we pray that prayer, Yahweh is going to walk by our side. You will feel his presence. Because when he is by your side and you're overwhelmed with his presence, your soul become, begin, continues to peace. It will be filled with joy. And he will guide us along the path. You know what Asaph concluded? After going through so much tribulation in life, Aesop said, since I have you, what else, what else could I want on earth? Because he realizes the things of the earth are only temporary. It doesn't fully satisfy. There's only one thing that can satisfy the soul, the fellowship, presence with our Father Yahuwah. Beloved brethren, in every worship service like this, Always make sure that you hold out your hand to the Father and say to him, Father, I hold out my hand to you. Please take hold of it. Walk with me. Be with me. I can do nothing without you. But when we experience and taste the goodness of Yahuwah, like what Asaph said, my mind and my body may grow weak, but God is my strength. He is all. He is all I ever need. Have you experienced closeness with Yahuwah in that fashion? That you can say what Asaph said. That when I have you, there's nothing on earth that I want anymore. Yahuwah satisfies a hungry soul like no one and nothing can. Pursue him. Hold on to him and never let go. Let us stand <coughs> and we shall pray against <coughs> Everlasting Abba, most holy Yahuwah. We believe that you are our Father. You're always watching over the affairs that we are involved with, not with a judgmental eye, but with a compassionate heart, because you see what is best for every one of us. When you see us, you do not just see our physical body, you see the status of our souls. You see the souls that are hungry for you. Father, if you will look upon each one of us now, we need your presence. We need you in our life. When we begin to attend a worship service like this, it is always our hope that at some point, when we gather as an assembly, at some point, you will take hold of our hand and you will walk with us, that we will feel your presence, 
embracing us, that you will say to our hearts, I am here. That's all we need to hear, Father. We want to be with you. Being with you is much better than life itself. Father Yahuwah, look upon your people now. Satisfy the hungry souls that are here and give us what we need to continue to pursue you forevermore. Our King Yahushua, you have been given to us by the Father. You, our King, is our path, our way to him. And when we are with you, we also find our soul satisfied. You give us the abundant life filled with peace and joy, regardless of the external conditions of our life. May you walk with us as well. You are our great shepherd. You are kind and compassionate. We go to you now. May you look at each one of us. May you strengthen us. May you heal those who may be afflicted. Your wounded sheep need your help. You are the greatest physician of all. And so we call upon you now with faith. Yahushua, Yahushua Hamashiach. May you bless each and every one of us today. Oh, Father in heaven, we beseech you. May you move the hearts of your people, especially our loved ones, especially our children. May you give into their hearts that desire, that longing to be with you forevermore. We believe, Father, you have listened to our prayers, for we ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.